This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So um, uh, I'm very excited to, to share with you what's, what's on my heart this morning, but I just want to start off with this story of what happened as I was preparing for, for this message uh, during the week. Um, I was busy putting Oliver to, to sleep. That's our five-month um, baby. That's the, that's the little one. And I was in his room, so the room was dark, uh, and I was actually on, on the bed because he had gone down. But I had my, my earphones in, and I was listening to some worship music, and I was just praying and, and worshiping and having a lovely time with, with God. And um, my eyes were closed, and as I was just worshiping, I, I saw this light, like, you know, coming into my eyes. And I was like, wow, I was preparing myself for, like, uh, you know, this revelation from, from God dropping down for, for this, this message. And then I heard like a, a little voice. And I realized that that's not the voice of God. <laughs> that didn't sound like the voice of God. And when I opened my eyes, it was actually my middle son coming through the door. And it was the passage light that just shone into the room. Um, anyway, so that's, I didn't have that moment yet, that, that the open heavens moment. Are we still trusting for it? Amen? Um, no, so that's got nothing to do with nothing. Uh, but this morning we want to we want to speak about I want to speak to you about uh, staying the course, amen. So who of you would say that you need a little bit of encouragement after this year? Who could do with some encouragement? Okay, cool. Um, you're in the right place. I also need um, in encouragement. And uh, this morning I'm going to trust through through the reading of the scriptures and me just sharing some some stories of what God has done that we would really be inspired and encouraged by His Holy Spirit to, to stay the course and not give up and not give in. Amen. So, as I was also preparing for, for, for today, um, you know, I, I was reminded of a whole lot of people in my life that had to stay the course so that I can be here where I am today. And I, and I realized that if many of those people didn't stay the course, um, I might not even have been saved. If it wasn't for, for them staying the course, I might not have been baptized or spirit-filled. Um, and uh, I just started to think about these, these, these people that had to stay the course and had, they had to sow into my life so that I can be here where I am today. And I was thinking of, I'll, I'll take you a little bit back just in my, my journey. You know, I, I grew up in, in a Christian home and if it wasn't for my parents that actually made a decision to stay the course uh, and follow Jesus, still following Jesus, father and mother, and, you know, my life could have looked very differently. Because they sowed into my life. They taught me how to read the scriptures. They uh, taught me to worship. They uh, brought me to church. They modeled, you know, going to church. and showed me the importance of coming to, to church. Um, they modeled giving and tithing to me. I saw, I remember seeing my, my mother often like on her knees praying and weeping before God as a young, young kid. And that impacted me. Seeing, you know, having that... Um, that that um, example, going into the Word, my father praying, I, I had the privilege of, in our house, we had life group or cell group or Bible study, whatever they call it that days, and I was part of it. I could see, like, you know, that taking place in my home, and it massively impacted and influenced who I am today. Um, I'm thankful, you know, so I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for 
um, the church where, where I grew up in, and, and I'm thankful for the Duomni and the pastor and the, the youth leaders and the, the Sunday school teachers and the, the worship band, the people that, that led you know, worship that helped me encounter churches at school. They took time to encourage me in the word and pray with me um, at school. Was it impacted? Had they not stayed the course, my life could have been very uh, different. I'm thankful for my brother at the age of 18 who invited me to a church service like, like this where I got saved, where I encountered the living God because I'd known the stories of God and the, the, you know, the Bible stories that my parents taught me. But the first time I actually encountered God was that evening as a real God. And I'm thankful for him inviting me to that evening. I'm thankful for that preacher that, that shared the message that that even they shared the gospel. Someone, it was a guest preacher out of um, America. I don't even know his name or I can't even remember his face. But I'm thankful that he shared that message that he shared because it massively impacted my life. Even though I don't, he doesn't even know who I am and I don't even know his name. But God used him to massively impact my life. I'm thankful for the, the guy that afterwards took time in, on the ministry team to pray with me, to lead me in the prayer of salvation. Who stayed the course, who made a decision that day to say, I'm going to be on the ministry team. I'm going to come. I'll be part of the team. And he impacted my life again. I don't remember his name. Don't remember his face even. But he massively impacted my life. He led me into a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. Are you with me this morning? So I'm just so, so thankful for the people that's been sowing into my, my life. I think of when I went to, to London, England for a gap year. I'm thankful for the, um, the life group leader that I had there that challenged me to say, Stephen, go read the scriptures to see what it says about water baptism. Because I had a very different view and connection with water baptism with my upbringing. But she challenged me, go and look at the scriptures. And I started to read the scriptures and, and I realized that I need to be baptized after salvation. After salvation, I need to make a response. I need to make a declaration. I need to follow the, the example of Jesus and, and get baptized. She was also the one that led me uh, into um, be receiving the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for, for them sowing into my, my life. I'm thankful for, at, at Varsity, 12, 13 years ago, I'm thankful for the, the life group leaders there, the, the district leaders, the pastors that sowed into, into my life, encouraged me when I didn't feel like it, when I felt like giving up, when I didn't quite know my way, when I was still young in the faith. I'm, I was thankful for those that took the time to sow into my life. And I'm thankful that they remained on course faithful, serving God and serving people. I'm thankful that they stayed the course because if it wasn't for them, my life would have been very, very different 10, 12 years later. I understand that God is almighty and you can use anybody, but He loves to use people to impact lives. Amen? And I'm just so thankful this morning for those people that God used to impact and to speak into my my life. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for Andre and Sonica over the last 10 years, how they've sown into my life through many teaching and preaching and, and encouraging us, but also just behind the scenes, you know, personally encouraging, sowing into, into my life. I'm so thankful for them. I'm thankful for the other leaders. I'm thankful for you guys that comes up and sets up the chairs and sets open the, the doors and makes the urns ready. You know, it takes the congregation to, to run a service. And over the last 10 years, many of you have sown into my life, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that. How about you? Who are those people 
you know, that, that took the time to invite you to church for the very first time? Who's that person, who's those people that, that maybe brought that word, that prophetic word, or prayed with you one Sunday morning, or at, at an encounter, or at a school of the supernatural, and radically influenced and impacted your, your life? Or your life group leader that brought that word one, one evening? That sowed that seed into your heart and now there's been much fruit because of it. Because they made a choice, a conscious choice to say, I'm going to serve God. Doesn't matter how I feel, I'm going to serve Him faithfully. I'm going to serve and love people. Maybe who's the person that taught you about getting baptized in water? Who's the one that that led you or, or got you to be baptized by the Holy Spirit? Just take a moment this morning to think about those people that made that conscious decision to sow into your life. I was going to guarantee you that you, you won't be here in terms of your walk and maturity in Christ if it wasn't for that people. And what I've realized is that more than often we are not the product of one encounter with God, but we are the product of a thousand of thousands of encounters with people through which God speaks and it draws something out. It draws us into, into Jesus. It draws us closer into a relationship with Him. It encourages us to stay the course when we don't want to, when we don't feel like it. Amen? And this is why this morning I want to speak to us about staying the course. Because I realize not only is my life a product of many people that has gone before me to sow into my life and that stayed the course, but my life can also impact many others if I choose to stay the course. And by you choosing to stay the course, many people's lives will be impacted and they will grow closer to God because you make a choice, decision, not based on feelings, but you make a decision to stay the course. Some of them you might know, some of them you will never even meet or know. But just know that your life, if you stay the course, many people's lives will be impacted by you staying the course. And this is why this morning... I want to speak to us about staying the course, not giving up, not giving in. And I know that it's been a rough year. It's been a crazy year. Can, can someone agree to it? It's been a crazy year. <laughs> I mean, irrespective of COVID and a lot of things that we had to get used to this, this year or on the back of last year, you know, specifically with our congregation, God has been doing a lot of things in our congregation. We've gone through a lot of stuff this year as a congregation. But listen to this um, scripture in John 16, verse 33. It's Jesus speaking to his disciples. John 16, verse 33. says there, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrow. Let's say trouble and sorrow. But you must be courageous, for I, Jesus, have conquered the world. Now, I, I find much encouragement from this scripture because I think many times when, when we go through troubles and we go through sorrows, we, we immediately think that we are far from God or we are missing God. Amen? But here, it's, it's, I want to encourage you that when you go through sorrow or trouble, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're missing God. It could be that you're very much following Jesus. but Because Jesus is promising us that in this fallen, in this broken world, in this world that we live in, there will be trouble, 
there will be sorrow. We will go through stuff. And this year, I think all of us can testify that we've gone through some stuff this year that has not been lacquer. It doesn't mean that we haven't been following Jesus. In fact, some of this stuff, I think, is because we've been following Jesus and pressing on and into Him. But look at, look at what Jesus says also before that. You know, that it doesn't only say to us that we will have trouble and we will have sorrow, but He says to us, in that time, what makes you different than people out there in the world, what makes my Christ followers different is they can tap into my peace, they can have a confidence that I am a good God, and they can get into my rest, they can enter my rest within the trouble and the storm. Because this is the message you shared in that context. It's not saying that, you know, when things are going lacquer, when you're resting on the beach, then have rest in me. You know, when, when things are going good, then I'm, I'm a good God. Or when it's very peaceful uh, times, then, you know, I'm the God of peace. No, no, no. He says those things, I'll give you peace, rest, and you can have great confidence that I'm good. He gives you in the context of a storm or trouble and sorrow that we've been going through. And we can access that through Jesus. So I just want to honor you guys for actually being here this morning. Not necessarily that you're just here, maybe the guys that's online, also for watching this, this morning. Because being here says to me something about you. It says to me that irrespective of the year that you've been through, you've still made a choice this morning to come. You've still made a conscious decision to say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be here. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to give up on this, this thing called Christianity. Because I want to say, well done. And I'm so proud of you guys for still being here in terms of making the choice to say, I'm going to stay the course. I'm still here. Tell your neighbor, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Tell them, I don't want you to go anywhere. You better stay here. Amen. Because many people, I think, if, there's many people that would have turned their backs on Jesus and their back on church if they had gone through what we've been through this year. And I want to celebrate you guys for staying the course. For sticking around. Because it says something about who you are and what God is doing um, within you. And I want to take the opportunity this morning or to just to honor ministries in this church. Because it takes many people to, to run and to, to make a Sunday service like this happen and to make encounters happen and to make life group happen. So as I call the names out, I want you to, to stand up. Okay? Can we do that? So if you are part of the ushering team, can you please stand up? Ushering team, uh, you do any type of um, coordination. You're in the media team. All the media team can please stand up. You do parking. If you are part of the children's church ministry or youth ministry or you are part of a life group, you're, you're um, a life group facilitator. Um, life group facilitators, all life group facilitators. If you were to, to please uh, stand up. If you've invited anybody to church this year, I want you to stand up as well. If you've invited them, it doesn't matter if they came or not, but you invited someone to church this year. Awesome. 
Just look around at, at these people. If you are here this morning, while you could have been on the beach or many other places, if you are here this morning, you made a decision to, to bring your family here this morning. I want you to also stand. Because all of you, I want to celebrate all of you because you've made a choice this morning to be here. And you could have made other choices. Amen? But just look around in the room. Look at the people that's standing. Look at the quality people that we have here with us in this congregation. Now I want to honor you guys from the bottom of my heart, from Alicia's perspective, from the elders' side, from the church side. I want to thank you guys for, for making a choice to serve God, to serve people this year. Even though you've gone through your stuff this year. Even though life happened this year, you've made a choice to still be here, to serve faithfully, to love on people. And I want to just thank you from, from the bottom of my heart for that. And I believe Father God is so pleased with you guys and the decisions that you've made this year to stay the course. Give yourselves a, a lack of applause. Come on. Woo-hoo! <laughs> awesome. I want to take us then to second uh, scripture, the Philippians 1 verse, verse 6. And this is Paul speaking to the church in, in Philippians. And um, interesting enough, Paul is actually in prison while he's, while he's sharing this. He's going through some trouble. He's going through some stuff while he's, while he's sharing this, writing this, this message to the church of Philippians. Read with me there in, from verse 6. <clears throat> I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you. Let's just say God is maturing us. Until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, Paul is... Speaking here to you, Church of Philippians, I understand it, but I want to bring that home to our congregation this, this morning to say that I am confident that God, what God has started this year in our church, what He has started in you, He will continue to do it. He will continue to, to grow maturity. He will continue to build you up. What He has started, He will see it until it's finished. Amen? And that gives, gives me such a, a confidence to know that I'm not the one that's, uh, that's going to mature myself. But God said He's the one that's going to mature us. And like I said, it's been a tough year for, for all of us. But God has been doing something in our midst. I really believe this through this year and what we've gone through, God is busy maturing us as a group of people. Individually, He's in maturing us, but as a group of people, as a congregation, He's maturing us. Because there's something that can happen when we come to that maturity of Christ. There's a level that God is calling us to that He's growing us towards. Be mature in, in Him. And I want to say to you that nothing that you've gone through this year has been in vain. Come on, I think some of us need to hear that. Nothing that you've gone through this year has been in vain. Everything we've gone through this year, God will use it. If we stay the course, God will use it. To mature us. To draw us closer to Him. He will even use it to bring others closer to Him. Amen. I want to tell you this, this story of um, you know, what happened with me this, this year. Uh, and it was uh, about two, two months ago. It's something that 
I haven't, I hadn't experienced God's presence. I hadn't just, I hadn't experienced it in that context. So I want to share with you because I, I believe there's, there's something with this season of maturity that God is going to bring about. There's, there's going to be some crazy miracles and um, things that we haven't experienced before that's going to come out. It's going to, we're going to start seeing those things in our lives, in church, but in our lives, in our families, at work. God's going to start moving as we grow into this maturity. And um, so, yeah, two, two months ago, so I was at work. Um, it was just me. It was late in the afternoon. So it was just me and another colleague of mine still, still there. And we started chatting and, and she was asking me about the Holy Spirit. And do I pray in tongues? And, you know, uh, have I been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I said, yes, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I can pray in tongues. You know, I can play in it. I can, I can activate it. Every believer that's been full of the Holy Spirit has got the ability. God gives us the ability to pray in tongues. It's a gift from God. So, um, I shared that with her and I said to her, you know, uh, the praying in tongues, have, it's, uh, it's massively impacted my life. It's, it's been my go-to, you know, when times are, are tough, I often just go to tongues and it brings a shift in the atmosphere. I remember like a couple of times my, our kids just like crying, you know, when they were babies and not, not being able to sleep and we try and do everything and everything and then I like say enough and I start just like praying tongues and like suddenly, complete silence, calm. Everything's okay and everybody sleeps. I don't know what I prayed. I just prayed in, in tongues, in the Spirit, and God shifts the atmosphere. It's really been a massive weapon for me praying in tongues. Anyway, so I'm just encouraging her to say, you know, that tongues is beautiful. It's of God. And, and she says, well, you know, she wants this. She wants the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, okay, uh, nothing is stopping me from praying for you right now. If you want it. She says, yes, yeah, she, she wants it. So I said, okay. It's, you know, it's COVID time, so I won't lay hands on you. Normally I'd lay hands on you, but you can just sit in your chair and I'll just pray from here. And uh, I just started to pray. And as I started to pray, I just experienced the presence of God coming into that room, into that office. And I just continued to pray and just continued to ask, Lord, just more of you, Lord, in this room. More of your Holy Spirit. And five or ten minutes went by and when I opened my eyes, I could see that she is encountering God. I mean, in that way that if she hadn't been sitting on the chair, she would have been probably on the floor encountering God. But she was like knocked out, just like in the chair. And I could see she's just enjoying the presence of God. So I thought, wow, okay, this is awesome. I said to her, okay, I'm just going to now pray in the Spirit for a bit because I just want to allow God to continue doing what He's, you know, whatever He's doing. We just want to savor this moment, you know, what He's doing. So I prayed in the Spirit. And not long after that, I... I hear, I heard like, wow, now she's also praying in the Spirit. She's somewhat quartered just like that. She's just praying in the Spirit. And we're going like another five or ten minutes like that. And I'm like, okay, cool, sure. And I can see she's still like in the presence of God. So I left there and I still had some work to do. So I started to do some emails and, you know, typed, typed away and sent some, uh, some emails uh, again. And I just, I just left her there and, and continued working a bit. And then... Uh, about 10 minutes later or so, she's like, wow, Stephen, you I, I just, I've just, wow, it's been so good. I just feel so good. I just feel so refreshed. But she wanted to know, like, is it normal that I, I can't feel my legs and I can't feel my arms? I'm like stuck to this chair. Like, is this normal? Is this okay? I'm like, well, okay. You know, God can do anything. He, he does many things. We don't put God in the box. So, are you feeling okay? Is it a good thing? She says, yes, it's a good feeling. Then I'm like, okay, that's the Holy Spirit just working. So you just stay in that place. So I actually like took a chair and I just like wheeled the chair to, to her desk again. And uh, 
then I went back and continued to work again. You know, so I had to do some work still. But God was encountering, she was encountering God, and God was encountering her. Um, and I continued to, to work. And another 10 minutes or so went away, and then, then she said, Yo, Stephen, she can, she can feel her legs again, she can feel her arms uh, coming, coming back. And, and then we just had a lack of discussion about you know, the Holy Spirit and God and just her encountering God right there in the workplace. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because, you know, I didn't feel very spiritual or very special or very... I wasn't in a place of fasting, like, for three days when that happened. In fact, I was in a, in a place of, like, uh, a tough time. I was going through some tough things then. But God doesn't need you and me to always be so prayed up or fired up to use you. He wants to encounter people much more than we want to get people to encounter Him. Amen? And where there's a hungry heart, God comes flooding in. And I just want to release that type of story and testimony over you guys this morning. This is why I'm sharing it because, you know, I remember 12 years ago, sitting in a Bible school class and someone sharing these type of stories and, and I just started to get a hunger inside me to say, Stephen, I want God, God, I want these stories for myself. I don't just want to hear other stories. I don't just want to read about you in, in the scriptures or that's awesome, but I want to experience you as a living and a real God. And I started to, to yearn for that. I started to get hungry for that. Lord, give me these stories. And, and 12 years later, guys, I have many, many, many of these stories of God being a real God in this day and age in our world, showing up, not through the not theory, but the living God showing up. And that's when things become exciting. That's when we know that God is real. Amen. And this morning, is, is there anybody that wants these stories? Is there anybody that has a hunger and a yearning in you, you that you want more of these stories in your life? Come on. Are there any hungry people here this morning? Because some of us is going to, and I just released actually the grace of God over you guys to start experiencing Him as a living God, God in your personal walk with Him. At work, in your family, wherever you go, this December on holiday, through your personal prayer time with Him, that you would encounter Him without anybody else near you. Because He's a close God, He's the intimate God. I mean, there's some hungry people here. You're going to start to see in the next season. You're going to start to, to get some crazy stories of, of God encountering you and encountering others because you're hungry. But the question is will we stay the course? Will we stay the course? I want to read to you then Galatians 6 verses 6 to, 6 to 9. Again, Paul speaking, but this time to the church in Galatians. And he's saying, saying, let him who is taught, let, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who, who teaches. Him who teaches. To be the do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever man sows, that he will also reap. Let's say, whatever I sow, I will reap. For he who sows to the flesh will reap of the, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. In due season we shall reap 
if we do not lose heart. And some of us need to hear that, that in due season you will reap from what you've sown if you don't lose heart. If you stay the course, the promise from God is that you will reap. He doesn't give us the timing. The timing is in God's hand. But what He promises us is that when we sow, we will reap if we stay the course. And I just want to unpack a little bit that what is Paul speaking about. There's three things that he says and he encourages us to stay the course. In the first thing, he speaks about the teacher and that one receives teaching and that one that, that be, uh, that's giving the teaching. And he's saying that they must share in the same things. What he's talking about there is actually don't grow weary of giving financially. Because for a teacher to be able to, to teach, for someone to be full-time in the ministry as a, as a work like Andre and Sonica and the staff that we have to full-time dedicate their times to seeking God's presence, to creating vision for us to encourage them. Amen? And we know in this church that uh, it's not like Andre and Sonica, they're the only ones that minister. Each one reach one, each one teacher, each of us is a minister of God. We know that. That's, that's, that's the basis. We, 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 we know that. We, but still, if it hadn't been for Andre and Sonica in this church, we wouldn't have been here where we are today. Can someone agree with that? Amen. Because they have encouraged us, they, they've taught us, they're equipping us to do the work of the ministry. So the first thing is they don't grow weary of our giving. Stay the course. The second one is speaking there about saying to the flesh or saying to the spirit. Speaking about where, where do we put our energy and our focus and our mind capacity? Where's our passions? Is it in the flesh in building myself up, my own empire, my own thing, my money, my business, whatever? Is it about me, myself, and I? Or am I investing my time in spiritual things? Am I investing into the kingdom? Speaking about reading the word of God, worshiping, praying. Am I investing in these areas? Because when we invest in the flesh... We might reap things, but it will be corruptible. It will pass away eventually. Stuff will pass away. But when we sow into the Spirit, we will reap everlasting life. There's a reward that we're going to reap here on this earth, but there's also a reward that we're going to reap in eternity. Amen? Scripture speak about storing up ourselves treasures in heaven if we do not lose hope. And the third portion there is speaking about and don't grow weary of doing good. And this is speaking of just being there for your friend. Just taking that meal to someone that's in need. Encouraging a friend when they're down. Just coming alongside, helping them, supporting them. We've experienced it personally in the last couple of weeks. The whole family was like, like sick and our life could just pull together and helped us. Um, some brought meals and some looked after the kids while we had to take our baby to hospital you know, but they, they did good to us. Amen? And we experienced that community. And I want to encourage you this morning, don't stop doing good to others. Even if you haven't seen any fruit, don't stop to do good. Because if you don't lose heart in due season, you will reap a reward. And I want to share to you these two, two stories. Um, one is from... Um, about Stephen and Stasha. I don't know who, who remembers Stephen and Stasha. They were here in our, our congregation a, a couple of years ago. Um, but I was in res with Stefan back in the day. And uh, he was actually a chop and dop guy. You know, he was, a, he was a guy with the mana. And he used to party quite hard. And I was, as a first year, I was already saved. And he was my second year coming into res. He, we, we stayed in the same section of like 10 or 12 people. And... Uh, 
I remember uh, him like uh, making a fool or mocking me when I went to Bible school or would tease, you know, why am I not joining the crowd? Why am I not like partying with them? Um, you know, he would just make fun of, fun of us going to, to, to church things. Um, but I remember one, one evening at, at Bible school, they taught teaching us that we as Christians, we've got influence. We can actually influence areas. God gives us territory. And we can, we can practice influence. We can bring the kingdom of God into those areas where we, we have influence. So I remember that evening walking home and, and, and making a, a decision to say that from now on, every time I'm going to go into this race, into this section, I'm going to make a declaration. I'm going to say that God, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit alone is welcome in this place. I'll plant a flag in this place and I say, this ground belongs to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These people are His people and His kingdom will come in this place. And I started to do that day in and day out. I started to do that. For a year, I didn't see anything change. But at the end of that year, we had a, a, a service in, in our res, a small service where someone gave their testimony. And as that person gave their testimony and invited people to come to Christ, you know what? Two people out of the whole rest of about 380 people, guys, two people came to salvation. You know in which section they were? My section, my seniors, one being Stefan and the other guy, a similar guy that you would not think he's going to come to salvation. Nobody would have said these two people will come to salvation. But I believe with my whole heart that it was a direct influence. I had a direct influence by just staying the course faithfully day in and day out declaring that this section belongs to God. This section belongs to God. God's kingdom will come here and even though I didn't see anything and I grew discouraged, luckily other people encouraged me and I continued to do it. And at the end of the year, two people got saved because of that. And if you know Stefan and Stasha now, they are impacting many people's lives currently. They are on fire for God. What if I didn't stay the course? What if I didn't just stick to it? What if I did it for one month, two months, three months, four months, six months, eight months and stopped? Obviously, God can do anything. I'm just trying to stir in you not to, to, to lose hope, not to lose um, your way, but to stay the course, whatever it is that you're faithfully pouring into. And the other story I want to share with you is a little bit more personal and close to, to my heart because it's, it's about my father-in-law who last week on the 5th of December passed away seven years ago. Now, he was diagnosed with cancer from when he was diagnosed until he passed away was six months. When myself and my wife found out about it, we said, wow, okay, we're going to trust him for healing. We're going to pray for him for healing. But mostly, we're going to trust. We want him to be saved. Because he's an awesome guy. I love him to bits. Uh, he's an amazing guy. I had such good times with him when he was alive. Um, but he didn't know Jesus. So we started to pray for him. We started to pray for his salvation. We, and I remember going to Cape Town because that's where they were. And I remember sitting in, in the ICU and sitting in, in his wardroom with him next to his bed. And he was unconscious. And I remember just reading scripture. Just trusting that there's power in the word of God. And if I read this word of God in his room here next to him, even though he's unconscious, something must happen. And I just read it for hours. I would just read next to him the scriptures. And I had the privilege of... One time when he was uh, awake, he actually allowed me to read scripture to him when he was awake. And, and he, he even thanked me afterwards. He was such a nice guy. You know, he thanked me. Thanks for reading. Not that he really believed it, but th there's power in the spoken word of God. 
Amen. And we continue to, to pray for him. But you know what? I never had the guts. I never had the confidence and the guts to actually say to him, Dad, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Can I lead you in a prayer? I never had the guts. I never took the opportunity. I don't know if I just had too much respect for him. I was just scared. I was, whatever it was, I just never took that chance to say, Dad, can I lead you in a prayer for salvation? You really need God. And anyways, he passed away. And I never had that opportunity to, to share with him the gospel as such. And myself and Yvette, we, we didn't know what, what happened. Did he maybe come to God before the time? We, we didn't know. But you know, I'm so thankful for God because on, the, on, on his funeral, the day at his funeral, there was a random Dumni Sherry. They, he didn't know my father. But he went to my father twice before he passed away. The first time he went to my father in hospital, visited him, he shared the gospel with him, and my father said, it cannot be this easy to accept Jesus Christ. And he didn't accept Christ. But the second time he went, only a few days before he passed away, this time he gave in and he accepted Jesus as his Savior. Isn't that amazing? Let's just give God a clap for that. And we found that out sitting there in the pews on his funeral. And you can imagine the, the streams of living waters gushing out of our eyes, you know. As we were just so thankful that even though I never stepped out, never, never had the guts to do it, God had still used what I had sowed in with some random other person because he's interested in every soul. And he says that if we don't lose heart, if we don't give in, if we stay the course, we will reap. If we only stay the course, we will reap. So what about you this morning? What are the things that's, that, that is on your heart, that is on your life, and you're wanting to give up? But God has not say, said to you, stop it. God hasn't said, stop trusting. What are those things? Maybe it's for individual healing. Maybe it's for healing in your own body that you've been praying and praying and praying and nothing happens. I want to say to you this morning, stay the course. Stay the course. Don't give up. Maybe you've been trusting for someone's salvation, a friend or colleague or family member, and it's been years and he hasn't come to salvation. She hasn't come to salvation. I want to tell you this morning, stay the course. God is working. Even though you don't see it, God is working. And if you stay the course, they will, you will reap. At some way or another, you will reap. Maybe you are about to give up on a relationship. Friends or family or whatever. Maybe you're in a marriage relationship and it's just going tough. And you're thinking of throwing in the towel. I want to plead you this morning, don't do it. Stay the course. Stay the course. And see God work on your behalf. Maybe you're trusting uh, to get married and you've trusted for a long time and that, that one person hasn't come or you just haven't whatever met this person. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Stay the course. If you get married or not married at the end of the day, that's irrespective. But God will use what you're sowing. He will use it. And you will reap in one way or another from what you sow. Because God loves, us, loves it when we trust Him for it, when we part with Him for something. He loves it. 
He loves it when we partner with, with Him for something. Maybe you're wanting to get pregnant and you're not, not falling pregnant. And if God hasn't told you to stop trusting, stay the course. Keep on trusting. Keep on hoping. Maybe there's a business idea that God has given you. And you've tried it a couple of times and it failed. But God is saying, I've given you this business idea. I've given you this prophetic word. And you, you've, you've left it because it hasn't come. I want to say, go and pick up that prophetic word. Go pick. Stay the course. Amen. If we will only stay the course, there will be fruit. We will reap. I want to finish off by this. These four things, you know, when you go through those times and you, you don't feel like going on. You don't feel like staying the course. You feel like giving up. We all have those days. Or is it just me? <laughs> Where we need encouragement. Just, just remember this. We finish in phases. Celebrate what God has done. We finish in phases. In other words, this year, maybe you've trusted for something. It hasn't come through. But celebrate what God has already done this year. You know, we celebrate the fact that, that my father was open to me sharing and reading a scripture. He hadn't come to salvation yet, but we celebrated what God has done. Amen? Because we finish, finish in phases. Don't one day wait for one day. No, because when we, when we celebrate things and we look back and we remind what God has done, we get energy, we get excited, we re there's a release of hope in us again to continue to stay the course for the next season that lies ahead. So let's finish in phases and celebrate what's done. Be mindful that trouble will come and it's got nothing to do with your walk, how close you are with God or not. Trouble will come, but when it comes, lean into His promises of rest, of peace and of knowing, having a confidence that He's a good God. He's a good and faithful Father. Lean into that. That is available for you and me when the trouble comes, times come. Know that He's in work. He is at work in you right now. He is at work in you. He's been working in you. And that He's the one that will mature you. So take that burden off your own shoulders to try and, you know, Think that you, it's reliant on you to be so great. No, God is saying He's doing a work in us. He's the one that's maturing us. So take that burden off your shoulders. And lastly then, remember that you will reap. Just stay the course. Remember that you will reap. Just stay the course. Come on. Is someone getting this this morning? If we don't give up, we will reap a massive reward. I want to I take us through a declaration. There's going to be a, um, a declaration there on the screen. But before we actually do that declaration, what do you guys think, what is possible? What can God do through us if we collectively decide not to go off track? If we as a church, as a congregation say, we collectively will stay the course. We are going to make a decision in the next year. Day by day, I'm going to wake up and say, I'm going to stay the course. Because others' lives depend on it. What do you think will happen if we as a congregation do that? I, will, I, want to in, in, uh, I want to illustrate this to you. So I'm going to ask you to stand again. If you know of someone that has come to salvation this year because of this congregation, 
Someone that has encountered God and come to salvation this year, I want you to stand. If you know someone that has come to salvation through this church this year, if you know someone that has been water baptized this year because of this congregation or spiritful because of this congregation, I want you to stand. If you know of someone that's been healed, physically healed or emotionally healed because of this congregation this year, I want you to stand. If you know of a relationship that has been restored because of you guys, because of this congregation this year, I want you to stand. Any relationships that's been impacted, that's been encouraged. If you know of someone that was down and out and actually stayed the course this year because of this congregation, I want you guys to, to stand as well. Awesome. So just look around you. Look at, the, look at the lives that you guys have impacted this year. Now how much more in the next year, what can be that picture one year's time from now, end of 2020? How will it look if we remain faithful, if we stay the course, if we say, we're going to stay the course? How will it look? How will it look in our families? How will it look at a workplace? How will it look here in church, in our life groups? If we simply say we're going to stay the course. If I feel like it, I'm going to stay the course. If I'm tired, I'm going to stay the course. If I'm weary, I'm going to stay the course. If I don't see um, the salvation yet, if I don't see the healing yet, I'm going to stay the course. Because there's a promise of God that says, if we don't grow weary, we will see, we will reap the reward. Amen? Hallelujah. Awesome. Let's, let's stand. We're going to do this declaration as a, as a congregation together. I'm going to read, us, read it to us, and then we're going to do it together. Awesome. So let me just read for us first. It's a mouthful, but I want us, after, we're, after I've read it, to really personalize it. And let's declare this. It's a faith proclamation. It's like a prophetic proclamation that we make into the year of 2022. And also thanking God for what He's done in 2021. We live by faith and not by sight nor feeling. We have a confident hope that good is coming and that God will work all things for our good and for His glory. Through the hearing and reading of His Word, we are continuously growing in our confidence in Him, our ability to receive His peace, and our ability to rest in Him irrespective of our situation. We thank God for what He has done in and through us in 2021. And believe that He will do even more salvations, water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, healing, deliverance, relationships restored in 2022. This is why we stay the course and press on so that we might receive the prize of knowing Him more and taking others along with us on the journey. Amen? Amen. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to slow the pace down a little bit so we all can do that together. Um, but let's start and let's really declare it out of our hearts this morning. Amen. Let's start there. We live by faith and not by sight nor feeling. We have a confident hope that good is coming and that God will work all things for the good, His glory. Through the hearing and reading of His word, we are continuously growing in our confidence in Him, our ability to receive His peace. And our ability to rest in Him irrespective of our situation. We thank God for what He has done in and through us in 2021. 
And we believe that we will see even more salvation, water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, healing, deliverance and relationship restored in 2022. This is why we stay the course and press on so that we might receive the prize of knowing Him more and taking others along with us on the journey. Amen. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.